0: It, it is, it does feel very like what's, what's the, I'm getting it on like the that fucking meme of like, um, born too late to have a house, born too early to be a TikTok Zoomer star, yeah. born just old enough to remember, um, what is it, uh, ads on the TV for buying ringtones.
1: Oh, or, I do remember those. You
2: remember actually. those? I remember those, there were yeah, so because, many of you those. know, uh, uh, it was the time where it was like, uh, um, yeah, you'd spend like seven ninety nine to get like crank that soldier boy mm. as your as your ringtone.
1: Yeah, or some crazy frog shit or some shit. Crazy like frog. That. Yeah, Josh? crazy oh frog is the Euro- <laughs> all
2: right, all right. Here, here. This is corner spacey cannon. <laughs> right. Crazy frog is the European version of crank that.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> all right.
0: It is European because you can see his penis. Yeah, you There's can. Like notice those his. like uh, he has a uh, tiny penis. Yeah, like the fountains in Belgium. It's cultured. wait, what? You can see his dick. Yeah. yeah. Why? There's uh, probably censored uh, in the American market
1: probably you want to see a photo I just remember
2: that then like they had <laughs> really on <fraud>. like like <laughs> midday on like MTV when yeah. I would when you would like watch MTV like I, when I was a kid I would watch it like throughout the day because you'd have like you know all the the Like before the reality TV show stuff, but it was like, I don't know how
0: Yulia zoomed in on her phone, (laughs) just like the two fingers. Yeah,
2: but it would be like, it would be like, it was before the period of time where then where they did. Holy shit. Wow. He's, he's, he's hung, (laughs) (laughs) but you would (laughs) no, not, not at all. I mean, like it's not it's like sens- micro penis it, status, it, but
1: yeah. it's, it, it's sense- maybe it's a grower. No, no,
2: no <laughs> yeah, the, the crazy, crazy frog frog a grower. A that's That's
1: the, that's what he's saying in the
0: song in his own language. Exactly. He's just he's just on like an unhinged the Facebook video girls. rant about how his penis <laughs> is
1: normal size. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but that was the, yeah, that was the thing. Is it thing- on Amazon? Yeah, good <laughs> yeah so during the day though on uh, on MTV you know in between you know uh, uh room raiders and next mm, <laughs> like you yes. would have these infomercials oh. that would be like the number one hit ringtone in europe and it would be the fucking crazy like ming ding 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 yeah <laughs> yeah okay i'm i'm
1: still
0: going i'm still, yeah. coming, I'm still <laughs> coming back to the link that you can see crazy frogs penis because it's cultured it's like the little boy fountains in, it's like in, David in Belgium. Yeah, it's like oh, David
1: Manneken Pis. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's yeah. exactly. It's 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 neoclassical architecture. Yeah,
2: yeah. crazy it's, frog. Yeah, crazy frog is. <laughs> oh, I a <thought> dick's <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, return yeah. with a V. <laughs> with a v.
0: <laughs> like an all white crazy frog. Like those people don't want to accept that crazy frog when he was first built was like blue and yeah, gray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was like painted all colorfully.
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly corner, Spatie. It is uh, your true host, Nick. Uh, joined with my uh, my underlings, Julia. Uh, Excuse Inc. me. <laughs> yeah. No, because Kieran's been introducing the show like I think now for more episodes than I have. I
1: want to introduce it. You can. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh no! You you, you bailed. Okay. Happy yeah. Hey, hey, hey! This is your weekly Cornish Pity. I am your host, Julia, joined by Kieran. Well, this is so hot. What's happening? <laughs> and Nick. Hi awesome
2: all right there yeah you did it Yulia how, how do you feel oh uh, I feel um, 200 and something episodes into this and you finally <laughs> you know. finally yes. I feel
1: powerful I feel great Yeah, yeah. It's amazing don't
2: you want to do it every episode yes. now yes aren't you jealous now whenever Kieran and I we got say we're gonna fight
1: now
0: over this Rob his. is actually on the episode but he was knocked unconscious by a, like just a left hook by Yulia just <laughs> <being> so powerful <laughs> he's like this is my podcast
2: I love how he the <laughs> hey 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 Started as me doing a joke to how Anthony Fantano introduces his <laughs> yeah. videos and has now, and now become a thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like every like everything that's not serious on this podcast, it's just like absurd take on absurd take upon absurd take, where we over time, forget where this originally came from. Yeah. In two years, we're going to be talking about crazy frog dick. We're not going to know why.
2: We talked about it already in this episode. I don't know, I know what you're talking I, about. I know, but- I'll
0: forget this episode exists in two years. Oh
2: no, I'll forget this episode exists tomorrow. Oh yeah. But um, oh wow. <laughs> you
0: should no, get b- that checked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got Brandon-itis. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we have a a uh, 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 a packed show for you today. Yes. Uh, why am I now the host? Julia, you just you just hosted, and then now you're now Maybe you're she dipping domed out, you. and now you're yeah. doing the yeah. your work. Damn it! Yeah. shit. with <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, the DJ fin Dom. Exactly. i I'm
1: just doing the fun parts. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, no, we have a we have a we have a packed show to uh, for you today with uh, David Adler from the Progressive International mm-hmm. talking about a very serious topic of. Uh, you know, Europe's borders and the Aegean Sea. And mm-hmm. uh, and they're not called pushbacks. Drift they backs. are called driftbacks. Yeah. I need to remember this for later, even though... Uh, uh, we,
0: we, yeah, we went into that conversation and I think it's super interesting because we didn't get to talk about it, but there is like quite a wide variety of on the uh, uh, Forensics Architecture website of like all the different things they've cataloged that they're, called, they're putting under the umbrella of Driftbacks. And it's going to be really interesting to see if there's any response to this uh, um, publication because a lot of, like, article, Like, art, a lot of, like, mainstream media houses and some like of that have just, like, not responded or acknowledged mm-hmm. it. Um be very interesting to see... I, I, I'm suspecting a lot of, like, institutions, authorities, people who, like, are just complete right-wing chuds or whatever are going to do very, like... That's not a drift back. When like talking about like, they're just gonna try narrow and narrow the yeah. definition for the purposes of like changing the number to make it look. Oh yeah, you're bad, a fan. Something. You're yeah. you're a
2: fan of Frontex. Can you name eight drift backs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm wearing my. Yeah, we're all wearing our Frontex tees.
0: That is actually something that um, I was thinking about earlier today. But remember when, like, Frontex was everywhere on social media? Like, yeah. I think last year. Yeah, where they had
2: their, like, they had their, their, their glow up with their new uniforms a, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Just
1: a few weeks ago, I saw a poster, a Frontex poster. Really? Like a... Like a hire or like like a, like a, yeah
2: like really a,
0: advertising yeah. too. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's,
2: who the fuck does like? Oh yeah, you know. Like, I don't
1: know. It was like one of the like like the category of, of cop posters here in Berlin, yeah. basically. Okay, the and thin, they also have the it. thin
2: blue line.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they also had it for Frontex.
2: Is Frontex? It. Yeah, this is my question for American chuds. Is Frontex included in the thin blue line, or no, do they gonna have gonna a, get their was, own color? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh <laughs> God, this is uh, um,
0: running out of colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like th- that was I saw a
2: stand-up thing from one of our uh, one of our friends from Poddam America yeah. talking about the Thin Red Line. Yeah. It's like why do they? Yeah, why do the firefighters need it? People like them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're not being they're like, not, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah, they're not going to go I just... into your house
2: and, like start a fire and <laughs> <laughs> shoot your dog.
0: Alex Patak's bit on that is very good. Oh yeah, uh, but like yeah, we're we're closely running out of colors. But that was something that I was thinking about recently. I posted on Twitter is like, has yeah, someone done like a Thin Blue Line NATO? flag because you know you can do like thin blue line flags or everything there's like a thin blue line uk flag there's a thin blue line like italy flag or whatever and it's all it's like all very cursed we can make it we can make the thin blue line nato flag and if i post that i feel like everyone will unfollow me (laughs) for various reasons i feel that
2: then some people that then that you know we know would appreciate this Mm. so uh but enough about that you know, we're getting you know, we're gonna talk plenty about bad things. I'm here, yeah. you know, um as um you know, Rob is our is our is our is our our, our our only island boy on the show. <laughs> Technically Kieran is too, but his island's not tropical and fun. No. Yulia's German, so no Yulia has that she wishes that she was an island girl. Sid. Yeah, this doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. a Such
0: island a girl. fucked vibe yeah. for Island though.
1: Yeah, I'm wearing like a like sweater around my, my shoulders, yeah. um uh, and a white blouse, a white exactly. sailing sh- Don't ask shoes. where your family's wealth comes from. Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly. It's fine.
0: You're like you're like you're you're <laughs> rapping not in a pool but in front of your like four Audi A eights. Yes. <laughs> That's my exactly. kind of island girl. <laughs> Zilt Island. Now Zilt island I
2: girl. I am from a landlocked island i I thought it's a big island Island. it's it's called the
1: americas yeah
2: (laughs) it is uh uh it is it is hot where i'm from Mm. that is phoenix arizona baby uh 602 represent (laughs) and um i'm here to give you like you know europe is on fire it's hot everyone's you know uh the british tabloids think that this is that this is fun for everyone Mm. and i'm here to just kind of give a little you know you know uh, I'm here to school you, if yeah. you will. I'm here to, you know, educate you that uh heat is not fun no. as you're uh, as the hottest boy, both in terms of looks on the show and in terms uh, of wow, that, Kieran, like that I'm from the hottest place. I'm so tired from
0: raising a child, <laughs> I'm gonna let <like> that but- happen. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Um I am I'm I'm here to I'm here to give my uh, my my nick tips on how to survive uh climate apocalypse. Yeah, this
0: is this is the new fun thing that's happening. Not only do we have the fun thing of like
2: Climate Apocalypse. The the
0: climate apocalypse, then you have like a lot of people who are like climate denialists now going like actually you're a pussy for not being able to handle the heat. Um, Oh, yeah, great. (laughs) That's a new fun thing they're doing Mm. now. But now we get the new terrifying industry that um, I feel like Nick is going to spearhead of becoming a heat influencer. I'm a heat influencer, baby. (laughs) Nice.
2: How do you... All right, you know, here, my finger's tented. I'm the... Wait, I'm about to say I'm the Andrew Tate of heat influencing, but he's now just being investigated for human trafficking charges, yeah, 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 I'm not him. (laughs) No, 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 no.
0: But you're you're going to become... Like, Jeremy Fragrance is the fragrance influencer. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're going to teach us... Like cold potato-loving Europeans, how, how to, to handle the heat? Um, we do love potatoes. Yeah. This is me and Yuli on the pod. Strong potatoes. I love potatoes.
2: I had some French fries today.
0: Stop it! You're ruining the bit. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to change your name to like Jeremy Fahrenheit. Um, <laughs> I love that that's, one. That's like kind of sexy. Great.
2: That is that Nick is... Fahrenheit. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. i Love that. That's sick. That's cool. All right, I like that. Nick, Faren- Mister
0: F- Mr. Fahrenheit. Mister Fahrenheit.
2: Oh god, that sounds.
0: Mister s- Too Damn Fahrenheit. Mister Too Damn
2: Fahrenheit. <laughs> I sound like I'm a fucking like. I sound like I'm like featured on a Sean Paul song. That's right? only because
0: yeah, Mister Fahrenheit. Mister Fahrenheit. Yeah. All right. So Nick, give, the give right us the right
1: temperature. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. That's why I thought Nick, about give that. Give
0: us your heat influencing tips. Give, um, the, give us how can heat I still- stop having diarrhea <laughs> constantly?
2: Have you had it yet?
0: No, no. Oh, okay. Is that yeah. a heat thing?
2: That is the big thing. Alright, first off, I do not know how to all Wait, right. what's heat? What's heat? <laughs> like, all I know is that then I
1: feel kind of right. weird. My so. skin is crying. It's
2: like- <laughs> <laughs> There's tears coming from my skin. Yeah. <laughs> Am I sad?
0: It's like there's a radiator up against me all the time.
2: <laughs> What's this big ball in the sky that's on?
1: It hurts when I look at it. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm blind.
0: blind! I'm assuming I have to power through this, right? I can keep looking at it. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: the only way out is
2: through. You have to get used to it. Yeah. It's like that, it's like that thing in Metalocalypse where that guy just like looks up when the axe is like coming and just like doesn't stop looking at it until it hits him in the face and he <laughs> dies.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. we're gonna do that.
0: Yeah, Here's your that's
2: me. Reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I seriously, I, that was a serious tweet of mine of heat influencing. Is that yeah, then? It's all serious. It is. No, no. The, the, some of some of them aren't. But yeah, the uh, my heat influencing as a whole. Yes, you're right. But I, I like to have fun. You know, we all like to you know have fun on the podcast. Yes, no. But if you're if you're out there, you know, having fun in the you know sun sun, which is uh, what. I'm going to use Fahrenheit terms right now because they sound cooler. but like 100 plus degrees or like around 38 to 40 something degrees. Oh. And you start having tummy aches and you know that those type of tummy aches are the ones that then are going to like expel your bowels. Um, yeah. Go inside. Be safe. And drink a lot of water because you, my friend, have experienced the beginning stages of heat exhaustion, which can turn into something that will end up with you in the hospital. Oh, my God. Um, and it's fun, too, because you, like, can start feeling your blood pressure drop. Like, you know, that feeling of, like, it anyone, anyone who's had, like, anaphylactic shock has that, like, feeling as well as someone who also has had that happen at your it's place, so actually. Hey, okay,
0: we need to stop because you is having, like, psychosomatic exactly. reactions. No, you're fine. <laughs> you have water right that.
2: next to you. We're oh work Like, the studio's pretty cool. It's fine. <laughs> no, like, you feel like you've never had, like, a sudden drop of, like, like or sudden drop or raise in blood pressure. Oh, of course I had that. Yeah. So it's that happens, and then you feel your your stomach get all weird, and that's the beginning stages of heat exhaustion. You're fine. You're not red. Also, you fever, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, and this is the thing: is that I don't want I don't want my our, our listeners of our show to have you know doo doo diarrhea pants. No. And so I'm here to that's tell you. That's our Cornish baby promise to
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. No. You won't get doo doo. Yeah.
2: Nothing. No. Uh, no expelling. Uh, you know, heat out of your asshole.
0: It's gonna be. It's. It's going to be great just like the future where we're going to have like heat PSAs like rolled into the classroom. Where like, now Billy, you would never play with heat without you, without adult supervision.
2: Yeah, I just the thing that I just find to be one of the funniest ones is that then I think this, this is the only country we have to like remind people to drink water. Yeah. Yeah, like Germans hate, Germans like water for pleasure. They don't like water yeah. for oh, for, yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah. for hydration. Sparkling.
1: You can't drink too much
2: of it. You can drink, I mean, you're just going to burp a lot. Yeah. You can, yeah. I mean, it yeah. still hydrates you, That's but. That's the Irish person
0: I morally oppose sparkling water. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we,
1: well, we, we drink it like it's an it's a yeah. aperitif. <laughs> I yeah, I mean,
2: you know, bubbly water I love. I but, love
1: bubbly water.
2: You know, all I'm saying is that then the hotter that it gets in Europe, Um, I'm going to start doing Jeremy fragrance ass videos of, like, sexy boys, sexy girls, you don't want to shit your pants from heat exhaustion.
0: (laughs) This is a thing Jeremy Fragrance
2: would say, though. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he'd be like... Hey guys, I just shit my pants. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh my god! We're,
0: we're talking. It's, about uh, very it's serious. it's 56
2: <laughs> degrees outside, and oh. I just hiked a mountain. Which why? Why? Like are, this is a this is a legitimate oh, yeah. concern of mine. All right, there is a thing. Literally every single year, as being from you know the great state and the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona, is mm. that. Literally every year Europeans come and just decide that then you know what July is the time of the year that I wanted to go and hike Camelback, Camelback Mountain. Yeah. yeah, in the middle of summer when it is oh yeah forty eight degrees outside, so. and then they get lost and yeah shit their pants and maybe die. And, uh, or the best video of that is when someone, like, I think a lot of people remember this, where then the uh, person who was on the gurney that then the helicopter came to pick up started spinning around yeah, yeah. and around and around and around and around and around. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah. That was it. Oh. That was a, a person who got overconfident in the middle of summer thinking that they could, um, walk a uh, hike up a mountain an actual mountain like not your dumb fucking little european hills you know and we also have mountains no you but this yeah, is a, yeah but that's like it's yeah, a cold mountain it's a it's cold a different- yeah it's a different thing it's in the it's in the uh, south of the country mountains. it's in New like France they're in the mountains. middle yeah they're in the middle <laughs> of the city and germans just get they're like oh, oh my god like yo if i could boulder there <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, you know, if I could, if I could be barefoot, well. oh my a god. Lot
0: of, to be fair, a lot of tourists are just really fucking stupid though, because the same thing happens in the, kind of like the opposite in Iceland. Of like a bunch of people will go visit Iceland, and then they're just like people, the, like the native Icelandic people, are just like, oh yeah, you know, here's this city, here's that, blah, blah blah. There's some cool stuff over there, and then they're just like. The tourists are like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna go into the interior of the country, and all the Icelandic people are just like, well, he's off to die. So <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Good luck to you, buddy.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, don't I get me wrong. Them. Like, there's like also dumb friends of mine who do the same thing in Phoenix because they're like, mm-hmm. they're like, it's like fitness, like insanity shit. They're like, oh, I burn the most calories if I'm just like on the verge of death. <laughs> uh, or yeah. like, I mean, the thing is too is that they like go earlier, early. early Ish enough in the morning to where that's still like really hot, but it's not like I mean, it's still like deathly hot, but it's not like midday, two o'clock in the afternoon, like sun beating down on you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? They're, uh, are circling above you. The vultures. Oh, just, vultures are circling yeah. above you. Yeah. You know, nice. you see the skull of a, of a, of a, um, Let's say of a cow, but it's of a bull, typically. A bull. yeah. yeah. Bull. And
1: there's the desert roast. like... Sh- sh- how you know you're about to die in... Going by, and then you hear the sound of... of, of Like a slide. Spe- spe- oh, spe- bow, bow, yeah, exactly. That's how you know you're going to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how you know you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if this is how I go... Um, how do you know that you're going to die in the desert? Uh, it's when you see an animal that's big.
0: Yeah, this like some sort of like state park like patrol guy in Arizona just being like like on the radio like come quick he's slide guitar and
1: yeah. <laughs> you know that's yeah.
0: the end. yeah, the- yeah it's, it's
2: playing the, it's playing the like the like the like the like, ba- the, the, like Breaking Bad thing <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah he's Breaking Bad over here
2: yeah um, yeah I really like I really like the you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dive fully you know and the, you know what the best way to hydrate yourself is? yep that's right diamond water. <laughs>
0: Yeah, spot new sponsor. Yeah, like the problem with the heat influencers is when the sponsorship deals come in and they're just like, guys, new method of getting over the heat happens, but. Uh, like okay this is spawncom, but you know it wouldn't have to be I think it's a great product anyway i just be talking about it. anyway you should be drinking salt water <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
2: yeah it's okay you know if you vomit profusely that's just yeah. the toxins coming out yeah. you're getting cooler cl- cleansing <laughs> <your pop in. laughs> yeah. Yeah. cleansing
1: from the
0: inside yeah well,
1: yeah. once, once
0: Mr. Two Damn Fahrenheit has gotten his new rival of just like some Swedish uh, uh, jackass influencer who votes for like Sweden Democrats or whatever called like mister Mr too much center grade <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, the problem with him though is that he uh, he's, he's racist
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> that's
2: it. I mean like his tips are good, but he 's racist,
0: yeah he'll get cancelled and he'll lose like two thousand followers out of one hundred and twenty so <laughs> <laughs> we're really we got the moral high ground, uh, yeah, so all this is to say as people will probably know from being on the internet, a lot of Europe is on fire or like experiencing the highest temperatures. They ever had um ireland had a wildfire as well it had one according to this map wow <laughs> uh, uh in the last 24 hours as of yesterday 18th of july so uh um that's fun which is probably like a gorse fire because th- we have i don't know if you guys have gorse plants but we have those plants that like spontaneously combust no yeah
1: i don't know maybe we have them but
0: uh- <laughs> in ireland there's a plant that can spontaneously combust it sounds a lot cooler than it is it just starts smoking after a bit Cause it's like, uh, v- I just
1: stands there. lights a cigarette, cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> like, Puts on some
0: shades. <laughs> thinks it's better than me. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So like uh, it used to be a problem until like everything around them became kindling and now it starts fires. Mm. Um, anyway, so that's, that's what's happening. And you, uh, should we lead into the interview now at this point? How, how are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go for that. So, um, we, we are now going to be joined by a, a writer, political economist, and general coordinator of Progressive International, David Adler. Uh, he's going to be talking to us about the work that Progressive International has been doing with uh, forensic architecture. Uh, uh, there'll be links in the description about uh, uh, the driftbacks in the AGNC. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit when talking about uh, Frontex and Greece in general, because since we've started the podcast we only started the podcast like a couple of months before the greek election so this has kind of been like a lot of their whole thing since being like elected is just really turning up the dial on uh brutal border control as well as as Yulia rightfully pointed out brutal internal control over like what you would consider radical communities yeah uh, um both good and bad like i guess they did technically make uh, Golden Dawn illegal after like absorbing all their membership or whatever. <laughs>
2: or just like putting them into jail. Yeah. Or yeah. that. Who? Yeah. Then also too, an episode that I want to do in the future is about uh, Golden Dawn's uh, YouTube network. Oh, okay. YouTube network. Yeah. 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 They got yeah. a lot of influence on YouTube. Yes. Oh. But that's all. That's I got to I have to figure out who to talk. Dude, with they're
0: going to take, take your thing. They're going to get into heat influencing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> The reason that you are hot is because of Turkish blood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You drink the
0: salt water and it will expel the Turkish blood. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but uh, um, this is kind of a serious topic and Mm -hmm. yeah, David's a good person to talk about. So without further ado, let's cut to the interview. We are now joined by a writer, political economist, and general coordinator of Progressive International, David Adler. Hello, welcome to the show.
3: Honestly, to be making my debut on this podcast is a real <laughs> honor and a privilege, so thank you so much for having me. Oh,
0: well, now I'm flattered and I won't be able to get through the rest of the episode. I'm blushing too hard. God damn it.
3: <laughs> it's true. I can see
1: it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so we're having David on because uh, uh, uh recently uh, uh, published uh, uh, a great deal of information uh, um, regarding the... I'm seeing the term drift back now. I think people who listen to the show will probably be familiar with the term pushback is the, the one we would use quite a bit. Um, and I'm going to actually turn to you, David, to to explain uh, what this research is and what's been happening, because uh, it's, it's pretty horrific and I get bummed out when I talk about it.
3: I just want to walk through the kind of simple statistical overview of what exactly is happening uh, specifically on the Sea. Uh, from which I'm speaking to you now here. We're working with uh, Forensic Architecture uh, and our friends here in Greece to to release this information, this new trove of data, and then we can get into kind of the political context. But between March 2020 and March 2022, so for the past two years, uh, over Mm. 1,000 of these driftbacks were documented on the Aegean Sea, which amounts to the expulsion of over 27,000 asylum-seeking people uh, on that uh, coast of beautiful Greek waters. So, of those one thousand and twenty incidents, uh, three hundred and eighty-one were found to have taken place from or off the shores of specifically Lesbos Island, which has become famous for uh, housing the Moria concentration camp, which was recently on mm-hmm. fire and had had lots of problems in terms of just keeping up with basic standards of decency and, and, and human rights frameworks established by the European Union and supposedly upheld by. Agencies like UNHCR, uh, 134 off Kios, 107 on Samos, 127 off Kos, 93 off Rhodes, 75 in the rest of the the, the kind of archipelago uh, across the Aegean. Yeah. Um, and some of these cases are particularly brutal. So you know, in 12 of those cases, looking at these specific uh, set of verified uh, cases uh, under investigation here, asylum seekers were intercepted deep inside Greek waters before being taken to the border and then left adrift. So you'd asked a bit about why we're calling them driftback as opposed to pushbacks. Pushbacks often implies uh, meeting the dinghies, you know, meeting boats uh, where they are, and basically kind of kicking them away or refusing them entry on the sea. In many cases, though, we're seeing uh, a new and much more terrifying mode of interception that often involves bringing uh, migrants ashore, stripping them of their possessions, beating the shit out of them, uh, putting them back onto boats, and then pushing them out to sea. So, you know, these cases show a really high degree of cooperation between different agents, different actors, uh, different countries who were involved in this, right? We're talking both at the most local level, the Hellenic Coast Guard that obviously relates to Greek PM, Garyakos Mitsotakis and his new democracy government, praised uh, mm. across the continent around the world for being great shepherds of li- liberal democratic order in Europe and, the, and elsewhere. The adults um, are back
0: in the room kind of stuff. I very remember, much, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm sure election. we'll
3: get into a bit of that. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, there's the presence of uh, NATO warships on the scene here and, of course, oh. extensive cooperation uh, and not just tacit consent, really kind of the, the visible support uh, of Frontex, Europe's border mm. Uh, security, so Frontex there was was found to have been directly involved in 122 of these driftbacks, mainly by spotting the incoming vessels and alerting Greek authorities. <laughs> really terrifying uh, sort of um, role that, that Frontex has come to play. Um, uh, with knowledge though of, of of over 400 of these incidents, which it logs in their operational archives as quote preventions of entry. So oh, wow. we're talking about an extensive, systematic. Campaign of expulsions that have turned the Aegean Sea into uh, another blue grave on the Mediterranean. At the same time that the new democracy government, uh, as you've covered on the podcast, but has has become such a poster boy for responsible fiscal management, as well as um, you know figures of the great liberal democratic consensus triumphing over the more dangerous forms of so called populism. That have prevailed on left and right uh, in in other parts of Europe.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like I, as as I think Nick would be one to talk about like a lot of the the New Democracy's success re- recently. I mean, it's twenty nineteen. I actually forgot how long ago it was. Um, was basically accomplished by like absorbing or reabsorbing. Yo, uh, we can
2: be we can be equally as racist as Christiana. Like, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. yo don't 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 try me. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing that then was kind of always like one part. I know that, you know, we are a little bit cut for time, but the sense of that there was a um, like um, it kind of was like a telling thing, too, I would say, as well with um, when the Mitsotakis government took over that then that they kind of went and found these places of 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 um what's the proper word for it like the most famous being the the cleaning up of like Exarchia and stuff oh, like that's that what I said. Yeah, I know that you did. I'm just, <laughs> just <laughs> and that these on mic, like yeah. as Yul- Yuli and I were talking about this before the show, kind of like like just jogging our thoughts of so that. Then like, well, one part it's like attacking left wing spaces at the same time too. It was attacking areas that then were seen as like harboring S- refugees and yeah, like safe and, havens for yeah. yeah
1: people coming into the country, which is like one of them exactly, definitely. Yeah, so it used to be. <laughs> yeah, so
2: I mean, it's just it's 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 been since literally like day one that this has been a thing of this government on a more domestic scale of being the more brutal hand of, yeah, like, they, you know, Mitsotakis and, like, uh, uh, what's his name? The book salesman. Athones uh, Yoradis will, like, go and talk about how much they, like, love Germany and Macklin and whatnot and how they're, like, best pals. But in reality, like, Europe does that whole thing of, like, you're doing our fascism on the ground for us. You're being really brutal and violent. Cool. Um let's just not put you in the same category as like a hungary or poland or something like that or whatever like and not to mention too that greece is a funny example of i think they like the lowest political uh, what is it lowest uh uh press freedom in all the european union or something like that yeah. yeah. surprise I mean this is this is a a, a pure oligarchy and
3: uh, it's an amazing yeah. it's an amazing country case because it's mm, uh, such a Im- impressive oligarchy because you you can't speak its name so you know in Italy mm-hmm. you can at least speak about that thing called the mafia and its various forms mm-hmm. between Calabria and Sicilia and you know it has a name and oftentimes it has a face even if it still operates very much in the shadows but in Greece, you cannot talk about the mafia. You know, you can't talk about the oligarchy. You can't talk about the connections between these various political leaders And a case that I think we, sh- we we probably won't get into today, but relates, for example, to this massive scandal around pedophilia. It's ripping, ripping through the country that ties together a very important, prominent cultural figure attached to new democracy who rose to fame, slandering the left and its cultural hegemony and became the darling of the kind of populist right and was very close to this government, uh, and then it was just revealed that this person was running basically a – you know, another <laughs> systematic campaign of abusing young boys um, oh. and is basically walked uh, away from that case with a slap on the wrist and a 30,000 euro bail, if I'm getting the facts straight Yep, here. last so, week, wasn't it? Yeah, last week? So, Yep, last week. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of these different, you know, I think it's convenient to pin, pin everything on Mitsotakis, and that's also, I think, good politics to really try to force the issue with, with where he is. But, you know, I was, of course, living in Athens uh, on election day and what was so remarkable about New Democracy's victory back in 2019 was that day the police were just everywhere, right? I mean, they it was su- it was like the gates were open and they were just unleashed again on a city that for years they felt they couldn't weren't allowed to control. They were playing by rules that they didn't feel like they were theirs, and that fascist energy was everywhere. Every party we went to, they stormed in. Bars and restaurants that friends had run spaces that they would controlled for such a long time. and I mean, across the city, yeah. they were coming in, slamming us on the ground, searching everyone for drugs, breaking up parties in ways that were just flagrant abuses of power. Obviously, I'm from the United States. <laughs> So I recognize that temptation on behalf of, you know, the armed forces in our cities to basically just deploy whimsical power in, in a show of strength. But what was, re- what was amazing about that moment was it was very sort of night and day. So, of course, there's a bit of that happening, giving this green light of impunity to the Hellenic Coast Guard from the center of the country. Sure. What's so amazing to me about this release of data, and this speaks more to the experience from my side running the Progressive International and, being, and teaming up with forensic architecture to, to do this drop – uh, is that you know there are very few issues that when you touch the trolls really come after you. One of them is Kamala Harris. One of them is uh, Narendra Modi. And one of them, I swear to God, is talking about the abuse of migrants in Greece. I mean, it, this ignites these crazy army of bots who, of course, call you, uh, you know, um, a batty boy for Erdogan, who come of, call me a kike and a, uh, you know tell me to go back wow. to Israel. These kinds
2: of crazy... um, You know, Erdogan, a person who's definitely not been doing the same thing and just forcing people to cross the border as well. (laughs) Which is why it's so helpful to look
3: at that, this part of the world, to see these contradictions uh, really flourish. So on the one hand, you've got, you know, Europe... Uh, playing both sides of the Aegean, you've got them coming down. That famous photo shoot where Ursula von der Leyen and Josep Borrell and uh, and all of them are on this, you know, kind of Black Hawk helicopter flying down, calling Greece, you know, Europe's shield, going and doing that photo shoot uh, with leather jackets with Mitsotakis on on the Turkish border. On the other hand, you have the longer legacy of Merkel's deal with Erdogan to stem the flow of migrants. And of course, lots of kind of um, collateral damage in the middle, if I can speak so um, kind of cruelly and coldly about the lives of migrants, but, you know, migrant lives being kind of sacrificed in between these two countries. Um, but, you know, there's no resolution to that. And of course, Erdogan's are now promising to wage war. The tensions between these two countries, between Greece and Turkey, are extensive. And the mediating role of Europe is just completely unsustainable. So, you know, it's all kind of coming up here, but we've gotten to a place, and I think this is sort of similar with other parts of that we won't name here of things happening in Europe, where, you know, to criticize Europe is to side with this autocratic, you know, other oh, yeah. um, instead of being able to take account of any uh, systemic abuses uh, here. And that is of course a very terrifying um, situation in the context as you mentioned of the absence of press freedoms and severe police repression and like like mafia disappearances uh that are kind of uh quite a regular uh in, in an oligarchy like Greece
0: yeah I, I think we talked about this last time we talked about uh, um Frontex actually when we were we were talking <laughs> when we were talking about uh, um
2: did you break your chair I, no I didn't what break my it? chair okay didn't
0: come up with the mic don't break don't break <laughs> <laughs> um when we last talked about Frontex, we were talking about, uh, um, we couldn't pronounce his name, so we kept calling him Febreze, uh, uh, F- Fabrizio Leggeri.
3: Leggeri, uh, yeah. Like a, yeah, the, great, yeah. Uh, the disgraced, now former head of Frontex.
0: He held on for a long time after yeah. a lot of scandals, to be fair. Or a lot well, they breaks. were
3: piling cash into some Swiss bank account to make him yeah, hold on yeah. to that position, I promise you that.
0: Uh, oh. fair enough uh um i mean we we had a little bit of a laugh at the fact that he's been trying to like arm all of frontex and turn it into like a police force but all he's been able to do is get them to like have guns inside their office in warsaw and like as soon as you leave the office grounds you're not allowed to have the gun anymore which seems then
1: like a, why is there it's a, mean, a
0: symbolic victory i guess uh, for them I, guess. I don't know but um yeah, I, I think we talked about this last time of like that kind of, uh, for a lack of a better term, like EU flag emoji Twitter, who will see any attack on like the EU from a structural level as like attacking them for having a Portuguese friend, kind of thing. <laughs> like you, that, you can't actually have friends from across this continent without like turning the agency into into a graveyard. This that, that 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 very limited imaginative world is possible. <laughs> Never mind something even greater than that. Oh yeah. Um, no,
3: I mean we're we're inching toward my favorite topic of course, which is uh, you know, Volt Europa. But that type of I was about of- <laughs> to say is
1: this Volt yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Which is if, even- I
3: don't not premature. But that is I mean that, that absolutely there's a certain style of um Erasmus liberalism um uh, mm. that is prevalent among our generation of millennials that just does not countenance any criticism of Europe, but I guess who has had this so-called Europeanism forged in the furnace of the exit movements, ital exit, Brexit, Brexit moments, uh, and who therefore you know feel a sense of weird—they like don't even sense their own victory, you know, having having defeated that particular political moments. Not to say that it's in the grave forever, but to say that they still feel this kind of wounded sense of how dare you have ever. Questioned the inevitable trajectory of European integration, Mm. um, and and still that has you know at its fringe become so deeply entwined. While those people were not paying attention, I mean, while the vote Europas were drinking apérol spritz on their summer Mm -hmm. vacation, they haven't been paying attention to the ways in which at the right fringe um, these wild uh, anti-Semitic neo-fascist forces have become recruited into that Europeanist project. And, you know, people like Viktor Orban are very open about this. They'll say, you know, I won. You you, you laughed at me and then you fought me or whatever that phrase is. And then then I won. And then you joined me. Uh, And that's really where Europe's uh, migration policy is. That's where Macron has been that kind of total false opposition between the so-called liberal center and the, the neo-populist. I mean, right.
1: You know, the latest incident with like sp- Spain's Sanchez and the situation at the Spanish border. Yeah, Morocco. Yeah, I mean, I
3: think uh, there's a lot to be said about about what's happening in Spain and, and the horrendous massacre uh, in, in Morocco, um, yeah. which is essentially sort of Spain sanctioned. I think what's really interesting about that is something that I observed in, um, back in Los Angeles for the Summit of the Americas, So what was happening at the Summit of the Americas and the preparations for what was going to be called the so-called Los Angeles Declaration was that Spain was negotiating with the U.S. government. So Sanchez was negotiating with Joe Biden Mm -hmm. to um, find a win-win solution, according to them, that would basically put Central American migrants from these caravans from Guatemala and El Salvador onto planes at the southern southern border with Mexico – uh, and fly them to Spain, right? Because Spain—that's <laughs> the same. Yeah, that's I mean they all speak Spanish. Rwanda, yeah. Spain, well, like, yeah, exactly. So that, Spain, that's some
1: Great Britain uh, wonder the, stuff. So, right now.
3: so, oh, but yeah. let's but let's talk about like what that policy is. So Spain really needs migrant labor, right? They yep. need to build yeah. all these buildings. They've relied on migrant labor from North Africa for a long time. Of course, also from. Uh, from South America and Central America. Mm-hmm. There's lots of Colombians and, um, and of course, Chileans and historically Argentines hanging out yeah. in, in Spain, but they need really cheap migrant labor because that's how Spain can farm and build buildings, etc. right? Mm-hmm. But Spain cannot uh, take any, Afri- any African migrants because of Europe's policy of externalizing its borders south. So yeah. you know, Europe's moving deeper into the African continent, of course, began kind of with... Morocco and Libya and Egypt, and now it's pushing it down to Sudan and further into the Congo, uh, where you know French forces, NATO forces uh are prevalent. And, and I'm whole- assuming
0: and I'm assuming they can't really rely on the strategy that a lot of like what you would call maybe like Central Western Europe uses of relying on like Eastern European labor because Eastern Europeans are probably more likely to go to Germany for German wages than they are for Spain to Spanish wages. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: yeah, I mean I think I think we're also living through the great equalization of uh, of GDP per capita across the European continent. I mean, I don't know if you've seen these graphs, but you know Poland's on a trajectory to yes, basically catch yeah. up to Spain in the next couple of years and then Possibly soon catch up to UK. Well. Yeah, exactly. So so we're not, you know, that 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 flow is sort of I think slowing to a halt as economic prospects in Eastern Europe start to reach parity with those of Southern Europe in particular, and eventually with Western Europe, certainly uh, with the island of, uh, of Britain soon. But you see the gamble there of Sanchez is to say, okay, you know, I've got to stick with this European migration policy. I've got to stick with this thing that's being decided in a, at a continental, almost civilizational level, that we're not going to let any black and brown people from the African continent come here. That's what this is about. That's what that deal is um, with Morocco. That's why that massacre happened with that with total impunity because Spain had basically, you know, the, the Moroccans were basically saying, you know, we hold all the cards here. Unless you, you know, with your little Ceuta, with your little piece of our African continent still owned by Spain, many people still don't realize that Spain owns this tiny piece of, of, of the African continent in the north of, of Morocco. Uh, you know, we, we'll just let them come into your territory. Uh, and so, of course, they, threw the, uh, the Polisario and the Sahrawi. People under the bus in making this deal with the Moroccan monarchy to say, okay, we'll give up the Western Sahara. We won't touch that. Spain was one of the last standing uh, countries to try to, you know, negotiate on behalf of Western Sahara and its um, and its sovereignty. Uh, but no, you have that. And so, what we're going to do is we're going to pivot across the Atlantic Ocean towards you know Central America, basically shipping in these. Uh, desperate and vulnerable migrants, but at least they speak our language. At least they have a better chance of integration, and at least it won't violate that kind of civilizational discourse of protecting Europe's borders. And that is just how twisted, <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you know, Europe's migration policy has become in the past yeah. uh,
2: few years. One thing that I was thinking about as well of like having to cover a lot of the um it's 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 very confusing because these aren't these as okay i'm not going to call them pushbacks now they're called driftbacks <laughs> i need to remember that is that a lot of like if you get like look up footage from the 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 helenic coast guard it like makes it seem like that they're doing like humanitarian work oh, like yeah. if you ever like have to get like you know cuz for work we have to get pool footage of like these you know uh, um the people that they don't you know ship back over or try to like you know drift away from the european continent they make it seem like that they're doing this like big like rescue of these people and like but the thing that's really interesting is that when you see these stories unfold a lot of the times it'll be a a boat that they capsized and then they'll go back and, and be they like, rescue. yeah, and then they rescue them. They're like, oh, wow, look, we found all these like migrants who were in a boat, you know, drowning or whatever this and that. And that Look how great we are. And then the story has to get like revised like three days later of that. Then, oh, it turns out the Greek Coast Guard purposefully hit this boat or whatever or did whatever it was. And, um, you know, uh, uh, um yeah. Like I mean, to then frame. It's a, it, yeah. It's a deeply, deeply sinister
3: uh, yeah. thing that, that's happening. And and you know, living in Athens when I was, which is now a couple of years ago, and and doing the work that I was and and speaking to people who were working around, you know, in migrant rights issues, be they lawyers uh, or or activists, the stories are shocking. I mean, they're really, really unbelievable. And then you think, okay, if these stories are shocking and they're unbelievable and they're horrendous and murderous and illegal. What are the other ones that them that aren't? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then like, and then, you know, what are we what is happening in, in Europe's name on the other side of the Mediterranean? So to me, I, I don't make a distinction between what the Hellenic Coast Guard does and what the Libyan Coast Guard does. actually that's, yeah. yeah. that's one Coast Guard because the other one is finance, supported, endorsed, uh, facilitated by the other. And so, you know, when by I work Italy, with, right? Yeah, I mean Italians are. Yeah. I, I'm here in Greece, but let me, I, let me just say, the Italians are as bad as it gets. But um, but no, I know I when I work with uh, migrants who are trapped in Tripoli uh, and the stories that they have of detention, torture, murder, um, you know, of being systematically abused and denied their most basic rights in in front of UNHCR, right? in front of the United Nations. Uh, and I don't, you know, I like feel inclined to say, like, I don't know there's good people working at UNHCR, but this stuff is so systematic, it's so clear night as day. And Europe is just so it's so it's able to turn it's not such a it's I almost say it's not turning a blind eye it's almost able to just look at it and then look away I mean there's something so so sinister and so callous and terrifying about what it says about our capacity to withstand cruelty and process uh, suffering as uh, kind of f- essential to the function of the system it's almost like we're just you know, on the snow piercer. <laughs> like, yeah. I hope, oh, yep, just gotta has to happen that way. They're just in the back of the train here. So yeah, I it's think- the
2: perfect, it's the perfect, like, like liberal reaction to everything that then like, yeah, you can, you can acknowledge that this happens. Yeah. Great. Like pat yourself on the back, but like, are you actually going to do anything about it? Like, of course not. Like that would ruin your, your, you know, beautiful Evropa, <laughs> you know idea yeah,
1: of it, i mean yeah it's making a deal uh, like with i don't know with certain countries and then just like how how it's done yeah you turn a blind eye on it, that it's, yeah. it's
0: always been it's always been like uh, um there's always been like uh, um purposeful ignorance as yeah. well as like obfuscation of like who's doing this like one of the things uh, um, that we talked about with frontex last time is about how like For Frontex to do a lot of its stuff, this might have changed, but when we talked about last year, they need permission from, like, the Coast Guard of whatever country they're in. Mm -hmm. Like, Frontex wasn't able to really do anything without the permission of, like, in this case, the Hellenic Coast Guard. They probably do, but, like, on paper, they're not meant to. And that kind of gets to this thing of, like, I think a lot of Europe is very happy to make Frontex uh, the bad guy, almost, uh, in favor of, like pretending that it's not their local coast guard that's doing it mm. um they're also very happy to make Erdogan the bad guy and pretend that that wasn't the deal that like you're struck oh, with yeah. him um all this kind of like and then i think also to step back like you're involved in some good work with progressive internationals we're insane podcasters but like most people are also <laughs> not like we're on the front lines i don't know what you're talking yeah, about Yeah, we're the real heroes no uh, but like the the no one a lot of people are not like us i i I haven't seen polling, but I, I I'm inclined to believe that a lot of people in Europe don't know what Frontex is, as an example. Um, like it's, I mean, I think if you say Frontex, to most people it sounds like a delivery company to most people, like like a FedEx. FedEx, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um,
3: like yeah I, I think I think yeah. so. Of course, you know, part of the part of the job that we have is, of course, educating the public, publicizing these tragedies releasing these trolls of data and then you know trying to bring people's attention to the atrocities committed under their names but you know i think i mean we're speaking in in, in july we've just lived through the most intense blitz of news and uh kind of really high-pitched commentary that i in, in recent memory in europe which was, has been the war in ukraine and i think
0: hmm.
3: w- when we look at that what's interesting to me is always uh, the balance of, let's say, idealism and realism between uh, different political traditions. So, you know, in the war in Ukraine, for example, the big line from liberals who hated, like, the mere the the IR realist position was to say, you know, how dare you be so cold in the face of these dying Ukrainians? We've got to fight and fight and fight and stand up for our ideals. And it was very much about, you know um, – Fight until victory kind of thing. Right. And then it, you come to a different uh, case where there's a lots of death and suffering uh, and tragedy. And immediately, as you pointed out with Erdogan, it becomes, well, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to let all these migrants in? What are you going to just like yeah. open the borders? Well, you, you sometimes you have to deal with dictators. Sometimes you gotta bargain with them. You know, Erdogan he's bad, but you gotta you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, Libya, mm-hmm. yeah, Sisi, all these people, oh, they're bad, but you gotta work with them. Oh, they're repressing their local domestic populations. Ah, yeah, but you know, we gotta work with them.
2: So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Not, Just like or, Ursula von der Leyen like yesterday from Azerbaijan is the perfect yeah. example. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <is>. totally,
3: yeah. <laughs> so I always find it, you know, I, I say interesting, but what I really mean is is distressing, infuriating nauseating, but, <laughs> oh. but, 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 but it's always so unclear. Like, I mean, or whatever, I won't pretend to be so naive. It's just fucking racist. Um, mm. that, that balance of, of when liberals reach for their pearls and clutch them with indignation and when they mm. slam their fist on the table and say, you know, wake up, this is just the world we live in. And, and that, you know, peeling back that, you know, even with a light, Marxian lens, um, you see not just the racism, but the deep roots of, you know, kind of imperial extraction in the African continent and why they would want to kind of maintain control over huge sways of territory, uh, to the South of Europe for, you know, resources and, uh, and the upward flow of capital and value that, that comes, uh, up from Africa into Europe. So, you know, I just, it's it's so nauseating but my by pointing this out I mean to say like I don't think that we can rely on this um, politics of publicity to set mm-hmm. to get people okay yeah did you know Frontex right okay we educate these people but you know the roots are so systemic um, so systemically or you know these this violence is so systemically rooted and has so much of a material architecture around it to mix metaphors if you'll permit me then i think you know, we can't just say, "Oh, did you know that this atrocity is being committed?" Your name, and and do you want to do something about it? It has to be a much more systematic, much more, uh, if you will, revolutionary project that can grapple and pull that violence out from
2: from the root. Yeah, there's just like kind of one point to that that I think is 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 really interesting. uh pertaining exactly to Greece's scenario, has been of recent that. Greece is like the Mitsotakis government's been doing a complete like PR campaign of why Ukrainian refugees are different than the refugees that they've been pushing or sorry what's the other what's the other word now drifting back back. (laughs) Back. and it's it's it. yeah I mean like there is no other way of of point I mean Greece is Greece hasn't taken in nearly as many Ukrainian refugees as say like Poland or something like that or Germany but still the fact that then that They're pretty close. It is a country that then uh, historically has uh, a lot of connections with Ukraine. If you want to look into the sense of, you know, Crimea is, yeah, sorry. Odessa is is really uh, Greece, (laughs) as as, you know, deep, deep listeners of the pod will know. Um, But no, there is like on a completely serious note there it is. Yeah, there's no other way of looking at this. I mean, like and this is one of the blatant examples of like, well, yeah, like they're just racist. Like it is it, it is cut and dry. There is this, you don't even need to like peel back like any of this through like a Marxist lens. Just be like, oh, yeah, it's very clear that it's just like they like them because yeah. they're white Christians and that's that. I think yeah. Orthodox as well. well, well uh, we- and Orthodox. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well
0: we, we we got that very obviously with the like, quote unquote, refugee crisis when like yeah. countries in what you call Central and Eastern Europe were like literally asking for Christian Syrians only mm-hmm. uh, uh, and things like that. It's like this, this all very coded and. I'm I'm kind of interested to see where like the media's narrative with Ukraine goes in the future because I think a lot of powers that be have been very good at making people not care about travesties that I actually think it's going to be very hard to sustain caring about a travesty for a long period of time Um, because the classic one is always homelessness yeah like homelessness being this massive crisis all over the world right in front of you and they've managed to make entire populations not care uh, as much as possible um but that's neither here nor there uh, um david I, I guess my last question for you is um what can people do We'll obviously have like links to uh, uh um, the aging forensic work uh, forensic architectures work uh, um and the description as well as progressive international but i'm wondering if there's anything quick do you have all the answers that'd be great
3: no i've been you know and and there's so many groups who are doing such amazing frontline work on this and obviously if you're if you're committed if you're interested if you're if your passions are inflamed by this conversation you should consider Mm -hmm. taking some time to get involved with these organizations um you know greece there's always more need for more people who uh are committed to this kind of work and Helping, uh, whether it's with legal support, translation support, or basic financial support, getting migrants kind of through this system. Uh, I think it's just, uh, there's other ways it can filter into political activism, of course. I mean, not letting our political representatives who we've just given votes to, time to, leaflets to, forget that Europe runs concentration camps to this day mm-hmm. that house thousands and thousands of people in absolutely abhorrent conditions. Um, you know, not letting the issue slip off of. Uh, A different public view, uh, not letting those atrocities um, get normalized in the way that you've described homelessness. But I do think, you know, for all the work that Mitotakis um, and his family have put into crushing any resistance to that regime uh, in Athens and on the islands, I think uh, it remains such a critical terrain. Uh, as of course does southern italy and the whole mediterranean coast for uh the defense of these rights and, and, and humanity and, and beating back uh like you said that very ser- zero sum approach to um you know europe's integrity that either you know europe is bad and therefore the whole kind of it, it all crumbles or it's 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 good and finally we can defend uh the europa project on the world <laughs> stage um so I hope that people check out, for example, the campaign that we've been working on for a long time to abolish Frontex. This is a needless and senseless organization that is way too young to be given uh, a basically blank check for the rest of eternity. Mm. Um, and if we can dismantle that institution, then I'm really hopeful that we can move through the rest, marching through the institutions uh, and making clear that uh, we just don't want these atrocities committed in our name any longer.
0: Cool. And uh, uh, where can people find you if they want more, uh, if they want more David in their lives? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, uh, you can always find me uh, on, on Twitter, variously uh, kind of um, vacillating between poles of deep black-pilled irony and, uh, <laughs> and, and really, hopefully, kind of uh, calls to action to get involved in the various struggles that are in and around our network at the Progressive International. My handle is David R.K. Adler. I hope you'll Meet me there and thank you all all of you for having me on the podcast. I hope it's not the last time.
0: Oh, absolutely not. We definitely uh, uh, there's like several things you mentioned and alluded to that I just kind of wanted to pull on, but we're running out of time. Oh. And also, naturally enough, we do need to have you back for a Volt chat because oh think yeah, definitely you are <laughs> the only person who might care as much as I do about
1: vault.
3: We should we should get some of them on the podcast as well. You know, we should. I think oh my god, you're I don't missing know if that a. Re- can hinder oh yes, you can. These people love the spotlight. They'd be very happy to come. We can have a kind of Voltapalooza oh. and invite some of them to come around. Maybe we can do it live in Berlin and I think we have a great time.
2: Well, I, they Kieran watched their uh their uh, uh um I a election like yeah. show
0: which yeah. was held in an Irish pub in Berlin, which oh, I feel hell. like they were taunting me after they'd yeah, like all exactly. fucked me on Twitter. I think you know, yeah. I I I,
2: I, I think mean, we're we going somewhere.
1: Several, we had several discussions with them before, oh, we did, so we did, yes. Yeah. They know us. Um, <laughs>
0: Uh, but yes, David, thank you for coming on and uh, yeah, go back to the main episode
3: now. Until next time. Thanks, guys.
0: Wow, that was such a sick, nasty interview. Thanks, David. <laughs> this is not five seconds later for what I said. Let's cut to the interview. It's all been done with editing magic. Uh, Nick will sort that out. He'll also make me sound hot. So, you know. yeah, Kieran, know.
2: Kieran, Kieran's voice is the equivalent of the, the, the Giga Chad now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's always has been. When people meet me in real life or come to the live show, they're just like, "Wow, Kieran sounds like shit." <laughs> <laughs> Why does Kieran sounds like it's such a nerdlinger? Yeah, what's um, the
2: what's the what's the yeah what's the the auto tune version of Giga Chad voice?
0: voice? Uh, I feel like that's like um, anonymous IRA informant voice. Oh like yeah, Giga sick. Games. Okay, yeah, that's
2: that that is that is Giga Chad voice. <laughs> oh definitely, my god, definitely.
0: Yeah. Oh Jesus, um, yeah. So with that we just edit the episode yeah uh thanks david again for coming on if for anyone who wants to find more david or more forensic architecture or progressive international there's all the links in the description and we will catch you next week ciao, ciao.
2: bye
1: bye